Hey there, I'm Matthew Foley and this is ISO Insights, where God's truth grows in the midst of current culture, renewing the mind and spirit. Welcome back to ISO Insights, and today is a special guest. We actually have uh, my father-in-law, Gio DeMarcus. Uh, Gio pastored a church in Pensacola, Florida, in that area for 21 years. It was a non-denominational church. He also uh, was a house builder. He's been a barber for 15 years. Uh, he's been a business owner, and most recently, he's worked for Perry Stone Ministries. How many years, would you say, at this point? Well, it's been... I would say four years full time, and about two years before that as a contractor. Gotcha. And then um, on and off since for the past ten years, uh, wow. doing some um, ministry personally for Mr. Uh, Perry and Payne, yeah. Miss Payne. And you've been married to Lita for 33 years at this point? Uh, let's see, 91. So it'll be 32 years. 32 years yeah. right now. And then so yep. Uh, t- Father of two daughters, yeah. of, of one of which I'm married to. <laughs> yes. So uh, that's Kayla. Amen. <laughs> and I actually invited him on. And I think today, just for those that are listening, a great plug for ISO's website. This episode probably would be a lot of our pastoral courses. Um, Gio's going to be talking about his experience pastoring, among some other stories in his life. And I think the elders ministry, deacons ministry on ISO.org, ISOW.org, would probably be incredible courses that would get you introduced to how a pastor is supposed to function and how he sets up his uh, church group. But we'll get into a little bit of that more later. Right now, I just want to dive in. So uh, I actually met Gio some years ago here at ISO in the building. Well, I seen him around the ministry, uh, but he actually knocked on my door, and this wasn't around the time I met his daughter. This was about a year and a half before, a year to a year and a half, and he said that the Lord put it on his heart for him to introduce himself to me, and the big kicker was that he wanted to, uh, he, he made it a big goal in his life to connect with young men who he felt like needed a friend, needed some guidance, and that's a really big calling over Gio's life. So I want to dive in to your experience in the church uh, as a young person, what it was like, some difficulties that you ran into, especially within um, the hardcore kind of holiness teaching of Pentecostalism, and then an encounter with God that you had that really turned things around for you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I was very privileged to be in, um, I can't even count them, how many services that we felt a, a strong move of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the, it's, a, it's a wonderful privilege. It's something I would never want to be any different. Um, and so uh, the years that I had with uh, the church and my early childhood was very, very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I am very mindful of is that when a church begins to grow, that it puts a strain on relationships. It doesn't have to, and it really shouldn't. And today we, we see more and more tools that the church has, like small groups, things like that, that have been very instrumental to help prevent some of that. And so I'm happy to say that um, there's been a lot of steps to try to avoid that but there there was so much emphasis especially in the pentecostal church about evangelism Mm -hmm. that um, it put so much strain on the relationships in the home and even the relationships of of, uh, close people in the church and so uh, we got to see that unfortunately take place 
And uh, that strain, you know, the I guess maybe one of the greatest victims in that is the pastor because he's expected to to uh, work harder, do more, and, and ours did. Uh, I feel like I was privileged to have one of the best pastors I could hope for. Uh, his name is Glenn Lowry at Pace Assembly of God, and um, he's a big hero of mine. Um, but the pressure, and we, we, we've heard uh, Brother Perry talk about the pressures of ministry, how it can get so great mm -hmm. that um, it's easy to get caught up in that. And so our family had that happen with us. And uh, my father and mother went through a crisis. Uh, my sister went through a crisis in our home. Uh, I went through a, a big crisis as a teenager growing up. And from about the age of 15 to about the age of 19, um, was probably one of the hardest hardest ages of my life. But the Lord reminded mm -hmm. me that there was a lot of things that I had done as a as a young teenager that was uh, an indication that I that I did have a heart for the Lord, mm -hmm. and that um, and that there was a lot of effort there in my life to uh, to um, be authentic and to and to take. Christianity very seriously, but I struggled so much with with knowing how to do that because mm. uh, we had uh, wonderful wonderful experiences with the Holy Spirit moving in the church, but I never felt like the word I hear a lot of people use. I think it's a great word is is traction. I never could understand how to get traction as a believer so that uh, not only could I have confidence in my own relationship with the Lord, but I I, I could understand um, more about how to have a life that. That's meaningful according to God's will, uh, a life that I feel like would also be a, a positive influence for others and, mm -hmm. and contribute to my my community, uh, the things that I think Christianity is supposed to be about. And so, uh, and that's when yeah. um, uh, there was a, uh, an encounter with the Lord that really helped me with that. Did it, when you were a teenager, did it just start feeling like you were trying spiritually, but things weren't sticking, you know, that yeah. you were throwing stuff at the wall, but it wasn't working for you? What, what, what was that tension yeah. coming from? Um, so say that, say that in a different way. That's one of well, my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, re-ask the, yeah, re yeah. the question. So I can get um, really specific. So you, you have a young person at a church. They've grown up in church, and when they start to become an adult and think like adults do, and they start to have their leaders require uh, discipline from them okay. in their faith. A lot of young people, I experienced this, really struggle. What well, you mentioned traction, I thought this is what you're referring to. Okay. They struggle to get forward motion, to get uh, a sense of feeling like their prayer life's real. Yeah. It's making an impact, That's it's making right. a difference. God really does hear me. That's right. Uh, so was that just starting to hit you from the time you went from a young age to yes, teenage yes. years? Absolutely. Um, there was a lot of things when I look back as a young person, there was a lot of things we did that were very, very good, mm. but we didn't know why we were doing them. We were basically doing them because we were told to do them. Yeah. So like a, a prayer, reading your Bible, church attendance, and those are the things that the leadership in the church would, uh, would emphasize um, are very important. Mm -hmm. and, but, but I didn't have a very good understanding as the specific reason why how did how did um reading my bible what did that do to me as a person 
uh, rather did it only just tell me what I was supposed to do? Was it was it just a set of instructions? And basically, I felt like yeah. I was just reading for reading the Bible, like I was reading an instruction manual. Mm-hmm. And and you know, guys, one of the funniest things about men is that they hate instructions. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, I've got I've got a I had a. a, a I had a story of a F-18 pilot that mm-hmm. this man um, went to Top Gun school, and he, uh, uh, him and his wife uh, had a baby, and so um, he bought a stroller, and he refused to read the instructions, <laughs> and he could not put the stroller together. <laughs> yet he could f- fly this, you know, F-18 yeah. Hornet, and so, oh, uh, so it's it's because we don't like instructions, mm-hmm. and so uh, most of the time we think things are uh, self-explanatory. I can look at the parts and the box and I can figure out how to put them together and and that's true in a lot of cases mm-hmm. I think I uh, think there's some in what are you being intuitive can, yeah. you can figure Intuition things out and so um and so that's helpful but the the um the thing about the Bible that I didn't understand was that I, I I really am learning this even right now in my life, really later in life. I'm 53 right now and probably in my late 40s I started to grasp that that the Bible is actually has actual energy in it, and there's mm-hmm. uh, it has it's a life force, and in Hebrews it says that it is living and active, yeah. and so um, that concept that this 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 force of life is actually going through me as I meditate on the Word of God, and it's changing me. If I had known that. Uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I would have understood it's like an electric car that you go home at night and you plug, plug it, it into the wall yeah. and your battery is going to be full. That's yeah. literally what happens. Yeah. And so when someone, uh, you know, takes a course at ISO and, they, uh, and they're hearing uh, the intentions of the word, they're hearing the explanation of the word, uh, it's, it's not just education. Uh, it is actually a energy that's mm-hmm. going into them that's helping them to be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish. Wow. And so had I known that, that, uh, as a kid, man, I'd have been all about it. And there were times in my life that, you know, by the time I was 14, I had read through my Bible completely. And um, there was a, there was a commitment there that I had taken the Lord seriously, but um, learning these things now, you can see, you can see if you have the knowledge of how this works, uh, prayer life, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, then, um, it's so much more easier when you really don't feel like doing something. You're, yeah. You know, it's not my favorite thing to do today. I, I'm really tired. It's mm-hmm. easier to say, but I've got to plug in. You know, yeah. I, I still yeah. have to, I still have that. Ha- I need that force going through me. I need that mm-hmm. energy going through me. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's a, that's probably yeah. one of the biggest, biggest disciplines that yeah. I've had in my life is the word. But you don't think about eating as a discipline, though. We never think about eating as a discipline, but that's pretty much the same as we... I, I remember Bill Johnson, he Go said ahead. something that blew kind of my mind. He said, um, somebody was saying, you know, what, what good is the Bible going to do if I read it and I can't remember what I read three days ago or last week? It just... It, I, I don't retain anything. And then he said... Uh, do you remember what you ate one week ago for breakfast? Yes. And they're like, well, no. He said, yes. but it fed you, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's the first time anyone had yes. said something that made me think about what you're talking about. Yes. The word of God isn't about what you can retain mentally. Yes. But it's about feeding your spirit. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, Bill's got, I've got a list of things he said in my life that like, like uh, so many believers yeah. that I just say, wow, 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 things he's, he's 
things that God's helped him to to reveal to the body. So yeah. that's a, that's that's probably one of my favorites is the word. Yeah. You know? But what about this in, this encounter with God that you okay. you had because it changed your life? Yes. yes. And I, I know you've you've talked to me and you could mention whatever details yes. you want. Sure, sure. It was a big pivotal moment. Absolutely. Well, um, I I did get a chance to talk to the Lord directly, and it was um, you know not unlike a lot of people's testimonies that's had an encounter with God. I was at a very desperate place in my life. I was 18 years old. And um, I had had so much so much struggle at home, trying to understand uh, how I was supposed to prepare myself for adulthood, mm -hmm. how I was supposed to prepare myself in through education, through school, uh, you know, uh, trying to line myself up to to learn how to get into college, and all of these things were so many questions that I had no answers for, mm -hmm. and uh, my. My biggest challenge was that that I did not feel like that I was able to please the Lord mm -hmm. or that I was even acceptable to the Lord because mm -hmm. uh, I, I was led to believe that I had to I had to maintain a a I had to you know I say this a lot in a lot of in a lot of settings. I felt like the obligation for me to walk pleasing before the Lord was based upon me being disciplined. Yeah. And uh, and I was very good at most everything that I did. I, I, w I was never what I would call a gifted person, but generally speaking, whenever I would try to learn something or how to do something, I was pretty easy to pick up on something mm -hmm. to do it to do it pretty quickly. But the concept of pleasing the Lord or to walk. Uh, someone would, might say, we say sanctification uh, mm -hmm. a lot. I, I did not understand that until uh, really later in life when I read where we're sanctified by thy truth, thy mm -hmm. word is truth. Mm -hmm. And as we read the word, we are being almost like a computer that's programmed into what is true and what's not true. Mm -hmm. And as that, as that energy of the word goes through your mind, you begin to uh, retain what's true and what's not true. And so you, you're, you're basing your everyday walk on truth. And so truth is, uh, and, and we, we have that in computers today uh, called the binary code. Mm -hmm. and, and the binary code is, is how CD, audio CDs are, are, are recorded. And it's, it's based upon ones and zeros. And, and, and in computer languages, ones and zeros just mean true and false, true and yeah. false, true and yeah. false. And so, um, and so as the Bible is basically doing that to you as you focus on scripture because it's based upon what's true and what's not. And so, um, and as that happens to you, uh, you, you begin to, you begin to, you begin to focus your life more upon what, what God wants you to focus on mm -hmm. rather than, uh, your own ideals, your own philosophies, your own, uh, goals in life. And so God, God is always trying to to get your attention. He's always trying to get your attention on what he wants you to do. Mm -hmm. And as you, the more you can get, the more you can get that as your, as your focus, then all of a sudden, without even realizing it, you're walking in a way that's pleasing to God. Wow. And, and I didn't understand that God makes that possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish I would yeah. have, because uh, it would have helped me so yeah. much, but it's really God that enables you to walk pleasing before him. No matter of effort. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, the effort, I think, goes into uh, the relationship, uh, praying sincerely, mm -hmm. uh, believing when you pray, uh, reading your word as a as a commitment to your everyday life, all the way into the grave, you know, when, mm -hmm. you know, your whole life having that commitment to, to, to taking in the Bible. But, uh, because I did not have that, I felt so, I felt so, uh, like it was impossible mm -hmm. to, to live for the Lord. It was just, mm -hmm. just so difficult. And I wasn't able to make that connection. And so, um, all of my teenage life, I would be so, I would have so much anguish and so much, uh, so much warfare that uh, there was always a the spirit of the enemy would come around me quite often with thoughts of suicide. Mm. Um, I wasn't I wasn't easily swayed by him. I, yeah. I, I wasn't suicidal, but I, I would have those thoughts that that was that life was so hard. It was so difficult that uh, it's, there's got to be an easier way and, mm -hmm. and it would be better not to be alive right now. You know, that that thought was going through my mind quite a bit. But somehow through, I think my family was praying for me. I had a grandmother that was very mm -hmm. devout in her prayer life. And I believe all of that made a big difference to, to help me through those years. But this one night in particular, I really believe that a, a principality or one of the chief, uh, chief officers in the kingdom of darkness came to me. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very different than the anguish. It was mm -hmm. very different than uh, all of the warfare that I was yeah. just used to. And it was as if a good friend was sitting down and explaining to me that uh, all of the pain that I was feeling and all of the, the difficulties I was feeling were... <laughs> were <laughs> were um, easy to, easy to, this is an easy solution. And, it, and he was talking to me with reason. And that's really the way he talked to Eve and mm -hmm. the garden because, yeah. you know, he was, you know, coming to her saying, you know, basically said, hey, listen, let's talk about this for a minute. You know, mm -hmm. he's trying to reason with yeah. her. Hath not God said. Let's think you know, it through. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and he was kind of trying to let's, let's discuss this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's really how, how it came to me. That uh, that it was like let's let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. This is easy. You just need to make this decision. If you'll end your life, this will all go away, and mm -hmm. you won't have to. And it, it 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 sounds a little bit surface the way I'm telling it to you now, but at that time, it was it was it was as if it was as easy to do wow. as anything I've ever done in my life. The way he framed that solution to me. Well, I'm sure it's like. It the enemy worked you up with so much torment sure. that then he could deliver this really smooth Yes, yes, solution. and it was like that one-two punch, yeah. you know. At ISO, we always strive to provide discounts and incentives for our students. Now, we're thrilled to announce our best value ever, the ISO All Access Pass. For just $99 per month, any student can access our entire learning platform an ever-expanding library of fascinating, groundbreaking teaching at your fingertips for the average price of just one ISO course. There has never been such a prime opportunity to pursue your biblical education. Students in many traditional schools pay $100 to learn every day for every single course. With the All Access Pass, that amount gives you access to our entire course catalog. At ISO, you can learn from world-class teachers on a wide variety of subjects, all at your own pace. 
With the subscription-based model of the All Access Pass, there are no obligations to put yourself in debt for decades. If you're hungry to learn about the Word, there's never been a better value. That's countless hours of teaching and materials with no limit on how much you can learn. Now, more than ever, ISO is excited to connect the Word with the world. Go to isow.org to get started with the All Access Pass today. So I had enough. I had so, I had enough experience with the Lord that at that moment I was acutely aware that I was in a dangerous condition. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't know how I knew. I just knew this was a very dangerous place. Yeah. And when I felt how dangerous that was, I cried out to the Lord for Him to help me. I said, Lord, if you're there, uh, I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. And it was at a place in. Pensacola, Florida, on Scenic Highway called uh, the Bay Bluffs. And it was weird because when they built that, there's a building out there on a dock that has uh, a roof. And the roof has got a space. Mm -hmm. It's got a space in between two gables. And so I remember when they built that thinking um, that... Whoever designed that, all they needed to do was just throw a couple extra $100 in there and they could have completed the roof. You yeah, know, it yeah. looked like it was a bad design. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that's where I was at that night. And so uh, when I cried out, Lord, if you're there, uh, I need you, you to help me. Uh, immediately I looked up and I was standing right between that roof that had the opening in the, in the middle of it. And I remember looking up, and that's when I could see the face of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was transparent. Um, I could see, I could see all of his features, and um, it immediately it troubled me. I, I was, I was not really? excited. <laughs> Do you uh, think you were gonna die, or? Um, I didn't feel, I didn't feel uh, threatened, mm-hmm. but I felt like. This wasn't supposed to happen. I mm. felt like I was something was happening to me that that wasn't normal, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was bothered by that. I, this whatever whatever this is uh-huh. is not normal, <laughs> and I was very insecure with mm-hmm. things that weren't uh, uh, I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, you know? and so um, and so I literally had a hard time with being able to. I had a hard time with being able to even receive what was happening because. Um, I, I had had so many experiences with mm-hmm. people who, uh, who, uh, for lack of a better word, they wanted so desperately to be able to be uh, spiritual that they would have a lot of grand testimonies and things yeah. like that. And they and would so, want to build it up and make it sound like it was some big yes, thing that happened. Yeah. Sometimes it really didn't have a lot of substance behind it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and so I, I was I was bothered by that. I was yeah. and I was concerned that could I be allowing my mind to play tricks on me. Yeah, but what what did he say? What was well, the, the Holy Spirit had to challenge me. Really? Uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit had to challenge me, and he challenged me because I didn't want to say anything. I was just taken back, and I don't, I, I never have <laughs> thought about how pivotal this one moment was. Yeah. But he said, I didn't find, I didn't know this until later after I read the Bible that he that cometh to God must believe that he yes. is, yeah, and, and that he is a rewarder of mm-hmm. them. That just, well, yeah. you have to believe that he is, and so this was what the Holy Spirit was doing to me. He was saying, if you, he, this is exact words, he said, if you just ask God for help, now you have to believe he's helping you. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I will. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> so amazing. that was hard. <laughs> it was hard for me to say, okay, I'm fixing to talk to this face in the sky. <laughs> I've never mm-hmm. seen a face in the sky before. I've mm-hmm. never had this happen before. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the first thing that I noticed is I did this interview thing that you're doing right now. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. I interviewed Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's probably where that affection comes from, mm-hmm. you know, for, for interviews. I yeah. really think yeah. they're wonderful. Um, but he, uh, but I did, I, I felt like I was on a talk show <laughs> asking mm-hmm. questions. Wow. And so I thought, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm about to interview Jesus Christ. Uh, if I don't ask some hard-pointed <laughs> questions, there's going to be a lot of people upset with me <laughs> because, you know, th- this doesn't happen every day. Yeah. And so, um, and so I did. I really did interview him. So the first thing that I noticed was he had a tear in his eye. Hmm. And I was so naive, really. There was so much about me that was, I was naive. I wasn't, I wasn't um, ignorant or mm-hmm. I wasn't, uh, what's the word? I wasn't simple-minded, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't understand some basic principles of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw a tear in his eye, I was, I was honestly curious why I was crying. Yeah. And so he told me he was crying for me. He said, I hate to see you this way. And so I was, uh, wow. so I was, I was not, it, it was bad. I was in a bad place, and, I, and I was, I was, I'm glad right now that I had that opportunity to know that he really does care like he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he cares for all of us the same way. I don't feel that there was anything better about me than anybody else. I was just in a very dis- desperate position. Yeah. But, but I was frustrated when he said that. Uh, when he told me that he, 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 mm. he, had, he was crying for me because he cared for me, I was very, very frustrated. Well, why, were you, why were you frustrated? Because my life was so mixed up. <laughs> My life was yeah. so mixed up, and I had all this history where there was attempts, mm-hmm. uh, sincere attempts to connect with him, oh. to walk with him, and to be successful with him. I wanted to do what he wanted me to do. I wanted to be successful according to what his his goals were. And so uh, so I was frustrated when he said, you know, because I, I, I hate to see this way. Mm. But I, I believed what he said. You know, he said something to me, and I, I knew he was it was Jesus, and I knew that he was telling me the truth. Yeah. I never questioned anything he told me. But I was but I I was honest about my frustration. I didn't mm. I didn't just say, um, oh Lord, thank you so much for loving me, because I felt <laughs> like that would be a best opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 having a hard time here. You know you what I mean? Be, you just wanted straight answers since you yeah. you had him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, I was pretty mixed up, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that way. Yeah, I had I had enough evidence in my life that I could do things well, but how to be a Christian and do that well, uh, just like Paul said, I, I know not how. Mm-hmm. And so I got to have some help here. And so the first thing that I said, well, 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 after I asked him that question, you know, why are you crying? He said because. I hate to see you this way. And so my next question is, um, well, if you love me so much, where have you been? And that was kind of a hard-hitting question. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, talk shows, they do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, they, they'll ask you questions that aren't comfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't mind asking him that because I, I wanted to know where he, what happened? What's been, where, where how come that there was so much effort and so much uh, focus to do church and and how how have we ended up at this place where things Mm. are so bad Mm -hmm. and so um when i said uh where have you been 
uh, he had a great answer. He wasn't afraid of hard-hitting questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and his answer was right where you left me. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, that sounds like that, 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 that response sounds like I should have withdrawn and been, oh, wow, I left mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah. But it didn't. It didn't. I did not have that. It, it did not have that effect on me. It, it was quite the opposite. It had the effect on me as, as being super helpful. Hmm. Because while it sounds like right where you left me sounds like, oh, it's your fault, not mine. You know, that's yeah. kind of how it sounds. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I already knew it was my fault because it's Jesus. He doesn't yeah. do things wrong. Uh -huh. So I was aware <laughs> it was my fault. But you want to know what happened, yeah. how it messed up, yes. what went wrong. Yes. And I, from us talking before, I know that you had been led to believe in your mind that he let you go. Yes. Because he didn't like your behavior or because yes. you messed something up. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and quite honestly, I had sat under uh, a plenty of sermons mm -hmm. where that there was a, a heavy condemnation. Yeah. And so um, I don't believe in um, doing spite to the spirit of grace. I mm -hmm. don't believe in uh, having a walk with the Lord that's not considerate of walking uh in a way that that brings honor to him i believe mm -hmm. in all of that mm -hmm. but i also know that when someone's having a hard time um we need to be able to help them with as as accurate of information as we can give them yeah. and so when he said right where you left me not only did i accept the blame that it was my fault but there was something else he said there that i took away from that and that he had never left me Mm -hmm. He had never given up on mm -hmm. me, and I did not know that. <laughs> I had no idea that he had he, he was still there with me wow. when I had all of these broken pieces mm -hmm. that he had not given up. When I tried so hard to do something well and it didn't turn out good, he was still there. And mm -hmm. so I was like, wow, I wonderful. I remember there was one thing that he said to you, and... This, uh, you shared this with me, but it was about what happens when you fail, you know? What, what do you do when uh, you mess up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that which, was, which is that a question that everybody the, asked the well, Lord. Well, I was afraid to ask it. I yeah. was afraid to ask about sin. And, um, and when I say this today, uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends start laughing as soon yeah. as I tell them I said this. Uh -huh. But I didn't know how to ask the Lord about what happens when you sin. Um, I don't want to sin. Uh, I don't. The older I get, the more I hate sin. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate. Uh, let me just clarify that. It's such a privilege to uh, have have a, a fellowship with the Lord. It's mm -hmm. it's it's like your best friend is the most famous person on earth. Yeah. And so you you really hate to hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. there's a disappointment <laughs> when you. <laughs> when you let the Lord down in any yeah. capacity. So, yeah. I mean, that's my view of sin. You, you, you know how, how nice he is and wonderful he is. But, um, but I, I asked the question indirectly because I was so embarrassed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so I said, um, I said, it was at the end of the conversation. I had a couple other questions I had to ask him. And I was about to, uh, I was about to, you know, try to decide what I needed to do that night to make arrangements for where I was needing to go and that sort of thing. And so um, I, I, I said this. I said, Lord, I want to make a promise. Now, I knew enough about the Bible that you just don't make promises 
You don't so make I, an oath unless yeah, you can keep it. Yes, it says. yes. Yeah. But I told him I want to. This is yeah. what I said. I want to make a promise, and this is what I, I want to tell you. Thank you, because I've I've always, for some reason, I've, it's been easy for me to be thankful, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I am thankful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so good. Be thankful. Uh, and so I said, uh, I told the Lord, um, I want to make a promise because I'm so thankful. I want to tell you, thank you for helping me, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you so much that I want to promise you that I'll never sin again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that yeah. was going to be my gift to Jesus for his help for me, is that I was never going to sin anymore the yeah. rest of my life. And, uh-huh. and can you imagine? This is how the story is. Yeah, yes. I never sinned and again. And then since then, I've never sinned. <laughs> but that's not how the story ended. And I think our viewers know better than that, right? Uh-huh. So... Uh, so uh, he was very nice. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how how nice he was. Uh, wow. Yeah, but you know it, that sounds weird to say, but I was very surprised how nice he was. He was very uh, very understanding and easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Mm-hmm. And so um, so uh, he said, "Don't do that, but promise me this: if you fall down, you'll get back up." Mm-hmm. If you fall down, you'll get back up. Now, that's like someone saying, uh, I don't know how to put this. That's like somebody, you know, saying, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to take your dirty clothes out and wash mm-hmm. them on a washboard. There's a washing machine and dryer <laughs> right here in the kitchen. Way uh, gotta, easier. Yeah. And I was like, Thank you. where has this been? Where has this doctrine that you yeah. fall down, you get back yeah. up? Yeah. And it was hard for me to... It was easy to, to accept. I, I don't want to act like it was, but it was hard for me to deal. It was frustrating for me to deal with the fact yeah. of, of how that information had been, how that had not been given to me, mm. uh, how that information had, had been out of, really out of my conscious mind wow. when it came to, uh, when it came to uh, walking with the Lord. And go ahead. It, when you... If you could put, um, as we're getting ready to close, okay. in a few short statements, young people that are listening to this podcast, yeah. people that feel that kind of confusion, and they want to do right by the Lord. They want to seek the face of God. They want to live disciplined. And they hear your story, and they say, my word, that sounds really good. I'd love it if God would encounter me like that. What do you feel like the Lord would communicate to them? Based yeah. on what you learned for, from him about that. Yeah. So if so, if someone wants to uh, have a relationship with the Lord and they want to be mm. able to get some things clarified in their life for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, you're the the best way. The best way to get to know the Lord is through His Word. Mm. Um, Everything the Lord told me that night has been clarified by the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, you, when someone reads the Bible, you know, God had, I really feel like God had to do that for me because it was an emergency case. Mm-hmm. And it would be really wrong if someone heard this story and, and looked at it through the lens of, looked at it through the lens of a, a moment to a moment for someone to hope that they could have that moment. That would yeah, be really encounter. a wrong, mm-hmm. a wrong viewpoint. I think the, uh, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of spiritual laws in place. Uh, I believe because Satan was able to reveal himself mm -hmm. on that level, that that created a a rip in the spiritual realm. Mm. That God allowed, had to step in. Yeah, and yeah. it was a, and, and it allowed God to reveal Himself yeah. on that same level. Yeah, and so Satan made the wrong move. Mm. Overplayed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Overplayed. And so him. so you have to look at all of that in place. God, you know, I was like in a car wreck, and God was like the the person in an ambulance that came out of that ambulance and 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 mended my wounds. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I tell it now, it it, it is a privilege to tell that. I, I feel like this information is super valuable to mm -hmm. me and to all of my friends I share it with as many people as I as I can but um, but no one no one would see a car wreck and say uh, how could I <laughs> experience the same experience as an I've ambulance driver? I've got to recreate driver? this. Yeah. How, how do I, I have recreate an ambulance this? driver come and mend all of yeah. my wounds? <laughs> and so, honestly, that's that's the honest way to look at this testimony, yeah. uh, because uh, your your ability to glean from the scripture uh, uh, is going to be even a greater reward than than what I was given to mm -hmm. the Lord, because you did it without seeing. Remember yeah. what He says: "Blessed are those." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that believe and have not seen. That's right. So if you can understand that you can get all the information that God has given to me from his word, then your reward is going to be greater than my reward because a lot of what I got, I, I got because I saw. You wow, know? that's incredible. So, Well, I think that's, that's an incredible shift we've had here just talking <laughs> about your story. Yeah. And I think because of where things have gone with this interview and with Gio just relating a really powerful uh, turn of events in his life. For this episode, I really want to close it and invite anyone who's hearing me. If you don't know the Lord or you've never encountered God, but you're just stumbling across this episode or you just turned it on, at isow.org, we have a New Believer's Handbook. And if you want to believe in the Lord, you can look up that exact thing, New Believer's Handbook, and have uh, this, this experience of God's Word begin to grow in your life where you can confess that Jesus is Savior and believe Him in your heart and you can be saved. And if you're someone who's hearing this and you've grown up in church and you really want to know the Lord and this has touched your life and you want to find out some things about God's grace, we have uh, the Upside Down Life. That's one course that we have where uh, a pastor that we've have that's taught on staff here at ISO will tell you about what the Christian life should look like. And we also have Theology of Grace where we talk about how God's grace works because I think a big thing from this story that you can learn is God's love for you, that God cares for you. And you can today begin to show your commitment to God, like Gio said, by opening up the Word of God and reading about what God says about you. So this has been an amazing testimony, um, and this is a story that's blessed me, which is why I wanted Gio to come on and share it with you, because it's been helpful in my life, and I pray that it's been helpful to you as well. Thank you so much for coming well, on. Thank you for having me, and it's been a privilege to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be catching you guys later. 